This is a Triple J podcast. Okay, some really devastatingly huge news dropped this week, D. I can't. Our Neither hearts, can I. Our hearts are broken. The nation is broken. The world actually is broken. The world stopped for a second <laughs> as soon as this video uploaded to TikTok because Anna Paul revealed she's broken up with her boyfriend, Glenn. So Glenn and I broke up and we still love each other so much. And it was a mutual breakup. You know, we've been together since we were 16 or 15 and now we're 24. Uh, and like he's still my I love him so much it's honestly the most healthy breakup you could imagine on planet earth really really okay we want to talk about that part the healthy breakup part Mm. but if you are listening you're like who the fuck's down Paul why do I care um, she's literally Australia's like biggest TikTok star. Yeah. She got famous on TikTok sharing all these like daily vlogs. Everyone is really invested in her relationship uh, with Glenn. They've been together for eight years, as you heard. This video literally got nearly 39 million views. Like, yeah. Everyone was so devastated. All the comments were people posting just being like, you didn't console us. You didn't tell us. You didn't actually ask if we wanted mum and dad to break up. Yeah, literally. It's like everyone is having these divorce child moments just through this experience and yeah going back to what she said about how healthy it is we were like hold on how did they manage this yeah it seems to be something that a few like tiktok influencer famous people always lean on like you know things ended mutually blah 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 yeah it's not really something we see in real life i don't know about you like I just feel like in my friendship circles and in my personal breakups, like it's never been respectful or healthy or amicable. Like it's always like messy, messy, heartbreaking. I'm taking photos of bins being like, look, it's my ex. And then you have to do like the, <laughs> wait, i sorry. I just got that. No, that's so good. I also feel like as well, when you're doing like the horrible text to like their family, if you're really close with them and then you have to like navigate all these different relationships and it's, it's never clean and it's never healthy. So we're wondering how can you do that? Is it possible? Yes. We thought let's make an episode about it. Yeah. Whether you're about to break up with someone maybe right now and you need some help or maybe you just need to listen to this because I feel like we're all going to end things with someone one day. Also, if you're like me who reflects on their past breakups a lot, I feel like this episode is going to be really helpful just to have some self-reflection, babe. You know, hold up a mirror to your faults. It's so fun. We do it every Tuesday. Figure out where (laughs) you went wrong. Exactly. So this is what the episode is about. Stay tuned. We're going to find out how to have a healthy breakup. As per usual, we put this up on our Instagram. Did we not? Did we not do a poll this time? We actually did. I don't think we did a poll. For the first time. Oh, my God. In a long time, we didn't do a poll. This doesn't feel like a very poll-y thing because it's very, like, individual experience about how people go through breakups, right? Yeah, and so many of you shared your experiences with us about going through a healthy breakup. I love this response that we got on the story, Pip. Someone just goes, had a nice mutual breakup, went out for dinner, watched a movie, and never spoke again. (laughs) With a smiley face. No, that is clean. <laughs> That's so clean. We had Amanda get in touch and she even gave gifts as part of the breakup. My first healthy breakup, me and my ex, we bought breakup gifts. So I bought in Kendrick Lamar tickets so that we could give each other times in which we would come together again and give each other space, but also have an event that would bring happy memories as friends. Whereas all our memories previously were lovers. 
I can't. <laughs> I am so into that. If it's possible, yes, I want a ticket to Skrillex. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that could be like our final nice memory together and then peace out. Peace out forever. Um, I love that so much. That's giving healthy. Yeah. Uh, we also had Darcy get in touch as well. He even called his breakup. Wonderful. What the fuck? Who does that? Who says that? <laughs> I can't wait to hear. My ex and I, we were together for about five and a half years and we've had, yeah, just a really wonderful breakup. It happened maybe a year and a half ago now. I guess it was very mutual, right? So you get to that point where you're thinking like, oh man, like this is all just, we're just fighting all the time. Like sex life wasn't great. Um, and we went to a therapist together, like couples therapist um, to try and figure it out. And at the end, I think we just realized that we really love each other, but the relationship had sort of run its course. And a similar thing happened to Izzy. Uh, She just broke up with her partner of three years and kind of told us about how it went down. It came down to more of a bit of an impromptu, silly argument, but then we actually spoke about things. And it was like, no, actually, do we need to spend 30 years together to realise like we're not going to make each other happy? Yeah, it was just like a lot of discussions, probably (laughs) the longest 24 hours of my life as we spoke about things. It was a difficult time and I'm going to pretend that um, healthy breakups are any easier than unhealthy ones. But sometimes I thought it would be easier if someone did do the wrong thing and you could hate them rather than have all these immense positive feelings towards somebody and still be heartbroken. That's the thing. It's actually so much harder to be the bigger person, I think, and to really have, like, these hard, difficult conversations. Like, sometimes it's easier if you can just be like, you did this and I hate you and oh yeah, that's it, you know? And then, like, cut them them off and then end things like that. You can be angry at them. I fully have had times where I've been dating someone and I've been like, I wish they did something like they cheated so then I had, like, this reason to just, like, blow up. But... Like Izzy said, even healthy breakups are not easy. They're not fun. So that is the preface of this podcast. But if you're ready to go on and learn the tips, let's do it. Let's just get straight into it. Let's find out how to actually do that because I feel like there's a lot we need to take in. There's a lot of tips. Get the pen and paper out. Yes, get your notes app up. Because couples therapist Lauren Bradley is here to help. So tip number one, she reckons like before you even start thinking about doing it, before you even open up that conversation, just stop for a second and make sure you're certain you do actually want to break up with this person. What we find around decision making is that people that actually sit down and make a really structured, thoughtful decision tend to be happy with the decision outcome in the end. That goes for a lot of things, particularly when it comes to relationships. You really should be sitting down and thinking about what's great about this, what's challenging about this. And in an ideal world, that should be done in collaboration with your partner. They should have the opportunity to hear what's going wrong, what's going well, and be part of that process. And then they will tend to feel better about the outcome as a result too. Yeah, it shouldn't be a surprise. That's something that I hear a lot when people talk about breaking up with someone. They'll be like, they responded by being like, where is this coming from? Yeah. This has literally come out of nowhere. I didn't even know you were feeling this way. Yeah. And before you blindside them, you should definitely give them an opportunity to change, grow, be better. And I'm looking at myself right now, Dee, for this because I'm the 
biggest offender of this crime. I process my breakups like six months before. And don't talk to them about what you're feeling. Not really, because I've already decided that I'm like going to go. And it doesn't matter what they're going to say. I feel like it's so unfair because <laughs> the person on the other side, like if you say, for example, there's something that you're just getting annoyed about. If you don't tell them, then they don't literally have the opportunity to be like, I can work on that. I really want to change. And people can. I know. I know. I need to work on that. So Lauren says, talk to them, discuss what's going wrong, what you need to work on in the relationship. I think if it comes out and it blindsides you, it's a real sign that communication was completely failing in this relationship. And that's a big problem. You should be able to talk almost proactively with your partner about what's going on before it becomes a big problem. And when we look at the facts, really, most relationships we have will end in separation or breakups. So part of the work is actually having ongoing discussion with your partner about where you're at, what's going, and making that part of a relationship ritual so that it doesn't come out of the blue, but also so that you can get ahead of any of the challenges before they happen. All right, let's say you have talked about it with your partner. Mm -hmm. You've told them how you feel. They say they're going to work on some things. You say you're going to work on some things, mm -hmm. but nothing changes. And you're still at that same place a couple months later feeling like, nah, I've got to end this. Right. You're here. This is how you do it. This is your moment. So, like I said before, <laughs> get your notes app out, babes, because Lauren reckons you need to write out all your thoughts, put it in an order that makes sense for you so that you can understand before you go in. Often in the heat of the moment, we forget, we stumble. Again, when we're emotional, we can't use our language and our thinking as well. So being able to refer to what your reasons are. Maybe also have a little note of the things that you really enjoyed about the relationship. So it's not black and white. It's There's some good things. It's, you know, it's been difficult for me as well. Get some palm cards going. I love a palm card. A PowerPoint prezzo. A little prezzo. Imagine. Here's where you went wrong. PowerPoint photo. Oof. Here's what's happening now. Photo of you two split. <laughs> that actually sounds like a comedy show. I'd love to. I'd pay a ticket to be at that breakup. But seriously, though, Peep and I are like absolutely ride or die the notes app. I oh, yeah. always write an agenda when I have a hard conversation. I could literally look up right now if I did keywords, I could find old agendas of me writing out exactly what I need to say in these tough conversations. And it's kind of cringe to look back at, but so useful in the moment. Also, you'd actually be so surprised about the amount of messages we got where people were getting broken up with in just like the worst possible place and time. Yeah. Like Christmas. Work office parties, birthdays. Funerals, weddings. Like it's actually wild to me. Like time <laughs> and place, people. It's so important. I can't believe we even have to say it, but like. Obviously, it's been happening a lot to you. So don't be a fucking idiot and <laughs> do a breakup in the worst circumstances at the wrong time. Yeah, so it starts even before the words. It starts with the timing and the location. So thinking about when is the best time to break this news to your partner? When does it work for you? When does it work for them? What is a neutral environment where you can communicate this, where they will feel safe and comfortable? Maybe you flag it with them and say, hey, I need to have a discussion with you. Would this work? So they're actually part of that process, consenting to the process as well. Another hot tip, don't do it over text. 
Yes, you need to put on your big brave boots and actually do this face to face. Not only is it going to be better for your partner to see your response and to feel your your heart and soul around this, but better for you to practice your direct communication and assertiveness with someone that you can actually do this, that you can have a difficult conversation and get through it, even if it's tough for you and tough for them. That is a life skill. It's important to do. Um, Excuse me. Haven't you actually done heaps of breakups over the phone? (laughs) Excuse me, heaps. (laughs) True. I broke two's up. more than one. That's a lot. That's a couple. <laughs> I broke up with two of my exes over the phone. But in my defense, both relationships were long distance. I think you get a pass for that. Yeah. Like one of them was like six hours away. Like, I'm sorry. But to be fair, I broke up with one of my exes and we were long distance and they flew to see me and I did it in person. So. Nah, I grabbed, I grabbed I'm that phone and I went, see ya. <laughs> you went, speed dial. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the actual breaking up happening. What yeah. to say? We hear this a lot from experts that we talk to, psychs and therapists, and they often tell us you got to lead with the I feel statements and that's exactly what Lauren suggests. Avoid blaming your partner for things that they've done wrong. So really communicate about your experiences in the relationship. We'll commonly recommend that people use I statements. So I felt tired. I felt bored. I felt sad. It's okay to talk to your feelings, but it's not okay to blame them to make them responsible because this is a shared experience. It's not just their fault. The other thing too is to not bring up every occasion from the past to not use it as an opportunity to really dive down on every little mistake that's been made in the relationship. Just talk about your experience now and where you are. It's also a really good idea to communicate really clearly with your partner, to give some examples, if you can, of, of your feelings and reactions and emotions too. Remember, Amanda, breakup gift girly? Oh, yeah, Kendrick Lamar ticket girl. Yes. Yes. She also had a really great tip for doing the breakup. For me... It's always a case of asking them how they feel. So I'll start the conversation by saying like, you know, this is something that has been on my mind. It's been something I've been thinking about, but how does it make you feel? So instantly I'm providing ownership over the situation, but I'm showing them that I'm supporting them by wanting to know exactly how they feel. So they have the freedom to open up the conversation and drive it in whatever way. You know, Lauren actually said something pretty similar. You got to allow that space for feelings to happen. So when you have this conversation, just be prepared for any kind of reaction. And also allow some space for your partner to respond, knowing that you can't control their answer. You don't know what they're going to say. So you need to also be prepared for all kinds of reactions to what you say. That's part of the preparation too, is knowing what if I hurt this person? How will I react to that? How will I support that? How will I support myself through that? Something that I tend to do when I'm ending things with someone and I'm not proud of it, but it comes from a good place. It comes from people pleasing. It's I don't fully ever close the door. I'll always say things like, I just need to work on myself at the moment or I just need some time to just 
do my own thing, but like, you know, maybe down the track, like yeah. maybe one day or like, I just, I fully just leave it open that they, I just don't want to fully make it be like, oh, this is over forever. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, You're like, this isn't goodbye. See you later. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. It's not great. And Lauren does say it's probably not the best way to go about it. I think it's beautiful that you're compassionate and that you care about the other person's reaction and you don't want it to hurt. But kicking the can down the road on a relationship is not good for anyone. It's like ripping a Band-Aid off really slowly on something which you know you need to close for yourself. And sometimes we need to give people that time to heal. We need to give them the opportunity to go and get the supports that they need. They can't do that if you're stringing them on. You know, actually something that we should have done a poll on, D. Yes. Is... Breakup sex. Oh, yeah. You know how people always want to have that, like, final fuck, I guess, and, like, that kiss goodbye or just something intimate between you and the ex. It's something that I think a lot of people feel like it's closure. I don't really I find it really sad. I don't like sad sex. I don't know. It's not for me. And that comes with no judgment. It's just not for me. I don't like, yeah, I don't like breakup sex, but I like angry post-breakup sex? Does that count? Maybe it is. Maybe I do like breakup sex. Is that healthy? All right. What does Lauren actually think of this? I think it depends on the relationship. I think if you have the kind of relationship where you can have sex and close it and it doesn't mean anything emotional significant for you, then have at it. Have some fun. End in a bang, quite literally. If you think that you might invest yourself emotionally in this person and sex in a relationship means emotional connection for you, then perhaps you want to tread gently in that space because it could be more significant. You could get your feelings invested again. One of the hardest parts of a breakup, I think, is breaking the news as well. Mm. Like having to tell people, like your family, your friends. I think we see a lot of famous people like the Anna Pauls of the world. They obviously have to tell their social media following. Yeah. Because we're all so invested. Yeah. But also then there are those like micro-influencers who have like a thousand followers and they're like... Hey, everyone, just jumping on here to say I've consciously uncoupled with Greg. <laughs> We're no longer together, but we it's amicable. We love each other. You won't be seeing him in my feed anymore. It's giving Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm literally like, get out with that, man. Like, you don't need to do that. And also celebrities don't need to do it either. Um, but, yeah, we asked Lauren about it for people who are just, yeah, needing to break the news around the people who are close to them. Um, and she had some really good advice. She says that you need to decide together on how you are going to talk about it with others. So one of the things that a lot of people will do is have the initial breakup conversation and then agree to give some space and privacy for that and then have another conversation where they talk about how they communicate that to other people. This is particularly true for people with children. Um, So communicating this breakup to other important people in their lives that may be affected by this outcome. You need to be both consistent in how you say that to other people and the timing of that so that, again, someone's not blindsided or dropped in it or the messaging is confusing and inconsistent for other people as well. With that, the messaging being inconsistent, I feel like it's so, I'm there with the popcorn, it's so orcs when one D-list celeb is talking about the breakup and they're like, we're just best friends still and it's mutual and it just, you know, we grew apart or whatever. And then the other person's like, hell fucking no. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) You're just like, oh. Yeah, so you've got to make sure that you are on the same page because if you're not, it can be kind of messy. Also, like we said before, you don't have to tell people 
at all. It's completely your right to decide how you want to deal with it with other people. It's also your right to say to them, I don't want your opinions on this. I don't want you to double down and tell me they're horrible. It's okay to say, I just want to leave it here. Let me let me heal and ask for what you need. If that's distraction, if that's comfort, your friends should be there for your needs in that moment, not for their needs. Circling back to Izzy, who you heard at the start of this episode, where she mentioned that healthy breakups are really, really hard. Um, I think a part of that is just you feel so guilty about hurting the person that you love so much and the person that has been potentially your best friend for years. Yeah, I mean, the people that we heard before, they were all in these really big long-term relationships, building lives together over years. And I don't know about you, but I feel guilt so intensely. I think it kind of feeds into why I'm also a people pleaser. Mm. But like... If I feel like I've done something wrong, I just I can't let it go for like weeks. It's really bad. So we asked Lauren, what should you do if you feel that intense guilt about breaking someone's heart? I think the first step is to be kind to yourself that you feel like that. I think it's it's really normal to care about your partner. That's what you've been doing for the duration of your relationship. But I think you also need to step aside and acknowledge that you have no control over how they respond. You really cannot make anyone happy. You can do your best to not hurt them, and you probably have considered that if you've done thoughtful planning around how you'll say this and how you'll do it. But at the end of the day, how they respond and how they choose to react is up to them. I think a really hard thing as well is when you are hearing from or watching the person you love so much or loved hurt, you want to be there for them. Like that's something that you used to do when you were together. Um, which is what you told us on Instagram. Yeah. So many people have gone through that experience where either you or your partner, ex-partner, has texted you being like, hey, like I'm really struggling this week or I saw something that reminded me of you. Like, And it's kind of like that weird check-in text, but it's also a bit like a cry for help almost. Mm. And it's really hard. Like how do you decide whether or not you give that energy to them because you're probably going through it as well. Like you're going through this breakup just as hard. And Lauren says that as hard as it is to watch them struggle with this, it's kind of not your role anymore. I think it's really tricky if you've been that role for someone, you can't be that role for them after the breakup. So they need to develop their support structures around them outside of the relationship. So really encouraging your partner maybe to reach out to a close friend or family member or a therapist even to have that conversation elsewhere so they can build up those social and emotional supports elsewhere. It also alleviates you of the responsibility because it isn't yours. It is theirs to take on and it's for them to find. You can guide them, but it's their choice and how they cope. Max sent us a voice memo in the DMs because he had a really healthy breakup. I think he had quite a few, hey? Yeah. Bless him. He's had like so many friends with exes moments, which I strive, I live for. So I've got maybe two or three what I consider like serious exes, people that I dated for over a year. And they're some of my kind of best friends now. When we After we broke up, we had like a period of no contact. Maybe it was like six months to a year where you just completely move on, allowed me to heal and process all my emotions and eventually got to a point where I was just curious. I wanted to know that they're doing well. I wanted to know what they're up to. And now they're some of my best friends. Like they're totally platonic and it can be hard to explain to someone 
new coming into your life that like, oh yeah, that's just like my ex messaging me about something. You know, it looks really toxic, but I think when you scratch beneath the surface, there's a really healthy way to do it. A lot of you said this, actually. A lot of you were like, I think what made my breakup so healthy was the fact that we were able to just remain friends for years after. Um, I feel like this is a whole topic in itself, right, Pip? Like the whole, should you be friends with an ex? Oh, big time. And you know I have endeavoured to try and become (laughs) friends with some of my exes because, yeah, when they're a good person, it's like why throw that all away because of either a nasty breakup or just the relationship failing or whatever. Um, And, yeah, we asked Lauren for her thoughts about being friends with your ex. It definitely can be done. I think it depends on how you do the breakup and, again, what boundaries and parameters you set around that going forward. I think sometimes people, when they break up, have really strong emotional processes and grief and anger that they need to go through. So allowing some time for that to settle, for people to come to themselves and realize what do I actually want with this person can be helpful too. But of course, you can be friends with an ex. They're a really important part of your life. There's probably some qualities about them that you still really enjoy. I feel like space is important though, right? Like a lot of people rush to be friends with their ex straight away. Yeah. I'm guilty of that. I definitely, like, after one relationship, I was desperate because I was so upset about the breakup. In hindsight, I'm like, didn't need to do that. I needed years to, like, process and recover from that relationship. And like Max said before, it took him years. Yeah. So even if you're going through it now and you're just like, oh, my God, it feels really unhealthy. I feel like I'm never going to get to that nice point with them. I can tell you from experience, like, yes, you can. It might take, like, six years, though. So it's the long game. This whole episode has been about how to break up with someone in the best possible way, how to do it respectfully, how to have a healthy end to your relationship. But I think we also need to acknowledge that, like, take the pressure off. There's no perfect way. There's no perfect breakup. Yeah, you could follow these tips to a T, but, like, things are out of your control, particularly when it comes to somebody's emotions. So don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work out. Um, and just know, yeah, there is no perfect breakup. There is no rule book to how to do this right. Um, there is no way that you can do this and feel absolutely fantastic about it. It's okay to have mixed feelings. It's okay for people to have emotions around this and get hurt and upset and then feel comfortable with it. There's no right way to do this. The only right way is the most respectful way that you can try to do. I love this so much. I feel like this had so many takeaways for me. Like, What did you learn? I definitely learned that I need to like talk to partners more before I think I'm going to end it. Yeah, you, you definitely so do need to do that. bad at that. I think I learned to not be such a toxic bitch. <laughs> no, like what I feel, well, I just feel like this, I'm just such a like break up, like bye, like I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. I think it's just like an avoidant thing in me of just not dealing with things properly and just being like, I'm done. But I feel like this episode really taught me that it's like that quote, like we want to leave people better than when we found them. And yeah. I feel like by being mature and putting a bit of effort into doing a breakup a bit more respectfully, um, in the best way that you possibly can, like it's just nice to know that your relationship ends in that way and you might have left someone in a, in a better place than you potentially found them. Dee, did we just make the anti-dump-him podcast? I feel like oh we did kind of. God. We did that. I'm proud of us. <gasps> I don't like the dump-him thing anyway, so I'm happy about it. I'm no comment. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> hey, make sure you leave us a review and a rating if you ever want to. We would love to hear your feedback as well. You can DM us at Triple J The Hookup. If there's a topic that you really want us to cover, a story that's happened to you, please, 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 we love to hear from you. And um, yeah, we could do a whole episode on it. Okay, bye. Bye.